0: Grace and peace to you in the name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. I don't mind telling you I was a little nervous as I wrote out this week's uh, sermon for the simple fact that it's really impossible to overstate the importance of today's Old Testament lesson. We find Jacob wrestling with who was first described as a man. Later we learn that Jacob believes he has seen the face of God as a result of wrestling with this man. But it goes deeper than wrestling with God in the sense that Jacob is not only wrestling with God, coming into contact with God, but that Jacob is receiving a new identity. And this new identity goes much deeper than just the person of Jacob. Jacob, this person we've been studying the last several weeks, the one that we first don't much care for, for we find that he tries to take what isn't his He steals Esau's birthright by taking advantage of his brother's need. Jacob, literally in Hebrew, meaning one who supplants. He tries to take Esau's place, remove Esau, and he does this. He receives Esau's birthright. So our first impression of Jacob is not a favorable impression. We see him as someone who's egotistical, self-centered, always out to get for himself at the expense of his brother. But today, that changes. Today, Jacob is no longer Jacob. Today, Jacob becomes Israel. It starts with a wrestling match. We realize through this that Jacob is a very, very uh, strong man. uh, He's a man of great endurance. It's easy in the earlier lessons to think that perhaps because Esau was so rugged and strong and he was the hunter that uh, Jacob didn't take on that trait. But he wrestles. He has incredible endurance. We realize that he's powerful in the sense, even as soon as he was born, we recognize that the scriptures are talking about how powerful he is by grabbing his brother's heel. So Jacob is a very, very strong person. He has great endurance. He wrestles with this man through the night. Until daybreak. And at some point while he's wrestling with the, the, whether it be an angel, whether it be God himself, whoever he is wrestling with, he recognizes at some point, this isn't just a man. This is a messenger of God or it's God himself. Jacob certainly seemed to believe that it was God himself. And so as they continue to wrestle, Jacob demands a blessing. And the man that he's wrestling with grows tired. He realizes it's time to move on. And so in order to stop the match, he strikes Jacob's hip, knocks it out of socket. Jacob still demands the blessing. And so what does the man do? He gives him a new name. You are no longer Jacob. You are no longer one who supplants. You are now Israel. And Israel, literally translated, means God struggles. At first, it may seem that this God struggles doesn't place the emphasis in the right place. Shouldn't it be instead Jacob struggles with God or Jacob struggles? Why God struggles? But as we look forward in the scriptures to the entire history of the people who are going to come out of the person of Jacob, we realize that this is a very apropos description. God does struggle with the people of Israel. Over and over again, the Jews will stray. They'll be chastised by God, and then they'll return to righteousness. There will be good kings. There will be bad kings. God will chastise even the good kings a lot of time. We think of uh, David. David, who was a man after God's own heart and yet was very broken. God uses a prophet in order to bring him into repentance and back into right relationship with him. There are good priests and there are corrupt priests, priests who uh, are idolatrous. And many of the things that they do, they are not faithful to the God that they have been committed to. And there are periods of faithfulness among the people and periods when they worship false gods. Over and over and over again, the people will fall away. God will wrestle with them as they wrestle with God. But there's always, no matter how far the people of Israel fall away from God, there will always be a remnant who remains faithful to God. There will always be a people striving, wrestling with the world around them in order to get to the heart of God. This is Israel. And so we have this people. Again, as mentioned last week, Jacob is going to give birth to 12 sons. And out of these 12 sons will be 12 tribes. And out of these 12 tribes will come an entire nation of people. And in this entire nation of people, the promise of salvation, Jesus Christ, will be created as a seed He's the seed that is being pointed forward to. He is the promised Messiah that will grace the entire world when the gospel message is uttered forth in fullness, given in fullness through the person of Jesus Christ. Through this people come all the gifts of salvation because through this people comes the promise of a Messiah. Paul recognizes this in today's epistle reading. And I read in part that... uh, It's in the Jews that we received adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from them, according to the flesh, comes the Messiah, who is over all, God blessed forever. Through the Jewish people rested the foundation of our salvation. Through this bloodline of Jacob, a message was preserved, a law was given. Fathers were faithful to the faith and it was passed down from generation to generation through this genealogy of people and through this genealogy eventually Jesus was born. But we're left with a difficulty in that, aren't we? And Paul is wrestling with this difficulty for just a few words before he says that I wish that I were cut off that I would essentially lose my salvation so that all all of my people would come to know Lord Jesus Christ. But all don't come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, most of the Jews rejected Christ. So we have a difficulty, don't we? We have this genealogy of people in which God has created, sustained, and put forward the message of salvation and yet many of those people reject him. Well, as Paul points to in the following verse right after our passage today in Romans 9-6, they are not all Israel who descended from Israel. You see, it's very difficult for us sometimes to differentiate the difference between being a Jew and being Israel. Israel. Just because all the people descended from a common ancestor and ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, just because they came from this genealogy, the scriptures would indicate they are not all Israel. If we look at Israel, if we look at who Jacob became, it's not because of his genealogy, it's not because of who he is, it's because of who he trusts. Jacob wrestles with man, Jacob wrestles with God for the purpose of getting to the heart of God. Jacob is Israel because he desires God's blessing, and Jacob is Israel because of his faithfulness. This is no different than Abraham, who we learn also in Romans, who we learn is faithful and his faithfulness is credited, his righteousness is credited as faithfulness by God. It was always faithfulness to God's revelation that made people Israel. And so Israel is a people who follow God. Faith is the identity marker. It is the thing, it is the substance, however you want to think of it. Faith is what identifies a people as Israel. So Israel didn't go away when Jesus came. Israel is eternal. Israel was there when Jesus came. Israel was there when the Holy Spirit indwelt the church in Acts 2. And Israel will continue to expand forever and ever, until Christ comes back. For Israel is not a genealogical people. Israel is a spiritual reality. True Israel receives and accepts the incarnational Messiah, the Messiah that was promised from as early as Genesis 3, Israel accepts that that Messiah is Jesus Christ, that God has revealed himself in fullness. 1 Corinthians 10.2. You'll find me quoting this verse a lot because I love it. it it's, so, it's, it's a paradigm uh, creator. It gives such a great view of how God has worked throughout the history of the Jewish people and how has created faith, created a people of Israel. 1 Corinthians 10.2, we learn that the spiritual rock that the Israelites were drinking from as they crossed the Red Sea was Christ. You see, there was never a time that the Jews weren't following Christ There was never a time that God, the eternal word, the divine logos, Jesus Christ. John refers to him in his incarnational form as the word made flesh. There was never a time that he was not there with the Jews. He simply hadn't revealed himself in fullness yet. And that's why it's possible for Paul to say, that the spiritual rock that the Jews were drinking from was Christ. And so true Israel receives and accepts the incarnational Messiah, the Messiah who was always there and is now revealed in fullness. Well, friends, Israel, if Israel isn't just a genealogy, if Israel isn't just a bloodline, that means that when you and I drink from that same rock, we are Israel. It's very easy to think of Israel as a landmass. Israel is not a landmass, Israel is a spiritual heritage that we now share as a result of our shared faith in Jesus Christ. And the reality is, there were many Jews who remained Jews that also followed Jesus Christ. Paul referred to himself as a Pharisee till the day he died. He didn't give up his Jewishness as a result of accepting Christ. To be Jewish is to be a genealogy. To be Israel is to be a spiritual genealogy. And that is shared by Gentile and Jew alike. So what happens with Israel as far as you and I go? We're not Jews, we're Gentiles. Well, just as Israel doesn't go away, neither are we left out of it. You see, through faith in Jesus Christ, we are grafted into Israel. Not the state, not the political entity, but into the real spiritual Israel. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob are our fathers as much as they are that of the Jews. And so when we look at Jacob, when we look at the name, the identity shift that he has given from Jacob to Israel, we must realize that it's not only Jacob that receives a change in identity you and I also receive a change in identity. Through our baptisms, we are brought into the Israel people. Through the Eucharist, we are sustained. Through the means of grace, we are brought deeper and we are encouraged to broaden our influence into the entire community of the world. That makes us a people of Israel. We share the spiritual genealogy of Jacob. And the wonderful beauty of being a people of Israel, a people who wrestle with God and man, and who eventually prevail is this. True Israel will always prevail because God, through Christ, prevails over evil as a people grafted into Christ's body, as a people who are faithful to God's witness in the world, we are grafted into Israel. We prevail. As a people who seek God despite our past, as a people who seek God despite our struggles with sin, as a people who are adopted by God into a community of faith, We prevail. When we wrestle with man and God, God blesses the intent and the realization of our struggle. God blesses us just like He blessed Jacob. And our blessing is a shared blessing with the entire world, every single person who has ever followed Christ. And what does Christ do? What does it mean to be blessed by God? Well, what did Jesus do in today's gospel lesson? He took five loaves, he took two fish, and he fed many, many, many people. He blesses us abundantly. Now, it's always difficult to preach about blessings because so many times when people hear blessing, they think bigger house, nicer car, things of that nature. But those aren't the blessings of God. Not that God doesn't want us to have nice things. Not that God doesn't want to take care of us. But just as Hyla talked about in today's children's lesson, the things, the stuff, that's not the point for God. God's blessings are eternal. God's blessings are spiritual and physical in the sense that God will bless us physically in the world that is to come when we receive our new bodies, when we live on a perfect earth. But God's blessings ultimately are eternal also in the sense that they're not concerned with getting more or getting better. The church is focused on eternity and daily bread, not necessarily comfort or a lavish lifestyle. So I ask you today, brothers and sisters, are you aware of God's blessings in your own life? Do you realize the gift that you've been given by being adopted into the church, into this spiritual Israel? Do you realize that your faith goes deeper and farther back than the day that you made a decision? It goes to the cross. And before the cross, it goes to the person of God. And God has always been revealing himself to us through our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Do you recognize what a blessing it is that God has brought you into a community of believers, not just today, but an eternal community of believers? From the very beginning of scripture all the way to the end, we are a communion of saints. And in this communion of saints, God blesses us in such a way that we can share that blessing. He blesses us by letting us know You are saved. You do have assurance of what I have accomplished for you. Jesus blesses us by reminding us of what he accomplished objectively for us on the cross. And we are blessed because we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses who have gone before us, stand with us today, and will be there tomorrow. Our blessing is an eternal blessing it's, an eternity, it's a blessing of eternity that goes backwards and forwards. And so our blessing is one of community. It's one of salvation into a community. We are blessed because we have a God who loves all of us and who includes every single person on the cross and then adopts every single person who chooses to follow him in this life as a result of his work on that cross. Friends, Jacob's blessing is our blessing. The wrestling he did with God on that day is a wrestling that we will do for until God takes us. Until we lose our physical bodies on this earth and then spent, spend time in an intermediate heaven with God and then are given new bodies on the new heaven and the new earth. There will be wrestling until We die physically. There will be a wrestling with the things of this world. We will always struggle as a people of God to reconcile our faith with a world that is hostile to that faith. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and I'm not even sure we realize how infested with sin this world is. You know, we get so used to it because we're just surrounded by it. We're surrounded by it on the outside, but we're also, we also experience it on the inside, and we get used to it, and as a result of being used to it, I think we often don't realize how different our ways are from God's ways. But there's going to come a time when we don't have to wrestle anymore, where there won't be any more struggling with God. That's a blessed hope. But while we're on earth, we're going to be wrestling with man And we're going to be wrestling with God. But we know in the end that like Jacob, we are going to prevail because Christ has already won our salvation for us. The only thing that damns us, that could ever damn a person, is to stop wrestling, is to give up, is to no longer strive for the heart of God, but to just give up and say, no, I'm done. I don't want to do the wrestling anymore. Listen, we can't win our salvation. We can't even sanctify ourselves. God has to do both of those things. But if we choose not to surrender to God, if we choose to just give in to the ways of the world, then we've allowed the world to prevail. Jacob prevailed because he wrestled with God. He wanted God's blessing. And so God gave him that blessing. His faithfulness was credited to him as righteousness. And so brothers and sisters today, I want to encourage you. We are Israel. We have received the adoption into the people of Israel. We've received all the benefits. We've been given every blessing. Now it's merely a matter of living into that blessing. Living as an Israel people living as a people who are willing to wrestle with God. God will be victorious, but when God wins, we win. Because as we wrestle with him, he wrestles those things out of us that we can't wrestle out of ourselves. So my friends, take joy that your heritage is one in which your salvation has been won and that we really and truly are surrounded by an eternal Great cloud of witnesses who will wrestle with God, and in the end, we will all prevail. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you that you have created a people, that you created a promise that all who seek you, all who follow you, will be grafted in to the people of Jacob. Ours is a spiritual inheritance and we thank you that you do not favor genealogical bloodlines but that you most value faith. You value faith that the salvation you won for us is for all people and when anyone accepts it, regardless of who they are, when anyone repents and accepts the message of Jesus Christ and the gospel, you are faithful to graft them in to Israel. So we thank you that we're not just individuals of God, but that we are a people of God. And we ask that as a people of God, you would help us to grow, that you would make us more aware of your spirit, and that we would live into the faith that you have given to us. For it's in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.